This is how we are then going to reverse engineer your goals. When you think of where you want to be at the end of this year, I want you to write that goal down. Now I want you to write down exactly how you feel when you're at that state. Because spoiler alert, every goal we have isn't actually to achieve the material goal, is actually to feel the feelings that we think that material goal is going to give us. We both know you're meant for more, which is why you need to work with a marketing agency that is unashamedly better. At Birdcage Marketing, we work with brands of all shapes and sizes all over the globe across all different industries to share our systematic approach to digital marketing. Whether we're writing your strategy, designing your brand on your website, mentoring you to do it all yourself or managing your campaigns for you, our systematic approach to digital marketing is grounded in marketing psychology and powered by our passion to always be better. If that's good enough for you, then book your discovery call now. We do have limited availability across most of our services. So don't procrastinate, guys. Let's get this going. Welcome to the Not So Kind Regards podcast, where we're done with the digital fluff and pleasantries and are here to talk straight about digital marketing, business growth, and personal development. I am your host, Maddie Birdcage, and we are back for season two. And I couldn't be more excited. Season one, took us all by surprise. We were not expecting the amount of positive feedback and the reach that we received. We were in the top 25% of podcasts across Apple. This season, however, we are doing it bigger and better. We know exactly the content that you guys want to hear between your ears. And so we'll be bringing you interviews with internal Birdcage team members from our senior to our junior staff, as well as some of our client success stories and other special guests that I know you are going to absolutely love hearing from. All the advice and everything we're going to be talking about is going to be completely savage because we are here to tell you what you need to know, not what you want to hear. In this very first episode for 2024, where we are well and truly into the year, it will be February when this episode airs, we are exploring a rather fascinating concept, how to reverse engineer your goals. At the end of last year, we did the vision board episode, which you guys absolutely ate up and the amount of people in Birdcage Marketing School that enjoyed that vision board training and bringing those vision boards to life, it actually made me so happy. I was so impressed with how committed you guys were, even at the tail end of a really big year. But in this episode, I'm going to dig deeper using a lot more tangible examples because that was the biggest feedback I had from you guys. You want more examples of these rather complex ideas that I do talk about when it comes to marketing, to business and to personal development. So if you are ready to hit some massive goals in 2024 and you want to do it without any bullshit, you want to just get right down to business, then you are in the right place, my friends. So let's get this going. The first thing I want you to do is ask yourself a question. We should all be asking ourselves all the time, but we never do. Where do I want to be in 12 months time? When you are sitting down to Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate at the end of the year, when you are sitting down and you are surrounded hopefully by friends and family, what do you want to be able to say, I wanted to do that this year and guess what? I bloody did it. Because that is what we are going to work towards by reverse engineering. A lot of people go into their business, into their year thinking, I just want to make more money in my business, but they don't actually understand exactly how it is they want to do that. Do you want to grow your client base? Do you want to sell more services to the same or smaller amount of clients? Do you want to offer more products or services? Do you actually want to restrict how many products or services you're offering? Do you want to shut down your business and start something completely new? What is it that you actually want to be doing? Now, the only way that you'll 
know what you want to do is for you to visualize exactly, as I said, when you're sitting down for Christmas or if you're getting ready to go to your Christmas party, for example, at the end of the year, what are you actually thinking about? What have you achieved? What stage of life are you in? Have you found yourself your dream partner? Are you going to have children? Get clear on it. A lot of people are afraid to get clear on their goals because they're worried that if they don't achieve them, they will feel disappointed. I know about this firsthand because when I was in the early days of scaling the business, so probably about five years ago now, I used to set goals, for example, for wanting to hit a $40,000 revenue month, which now would make me cry if that's what we were billing. But at the time, I hadn't done it before. And so when I set that goal with my business coach and then I didn't hit that goal, I would spiral into a deep pit of depression and, of course, affect the billings for the next month. That's not what I want you to do here. And if that is the habit or if that is the pattern that you are presenting, that if you aren't hitting the goals that you set for yourself, get depressed about it and go and sulk, then that is work that you need to work on for yourself because you're not going to get anywhere if you don't have the resilience to be able to get up and do it again. A piece of advice, if this is you, a piece of advice I heard recently was this idea that whatever the dreams that you have, they are your dreams because you are meant to achieve them. If you want to look at this from a spiritual or a religious or it's your destiny, whatever it might be for you, but the reason you have the goals is because you are going to achieve them. And so if we can take solace in that, that I know one day I'm going to have a $10 million year in my business. And yes, let's just say I want to do that next year. If I don't achieve that within a year, I'm taking the pressure off because over the course of my lifetime, I'm going to achieve that goal if that's really what I want and if that's really for me, I will achieve that goal. So take the pressure off about, oh, but I didn't achieve it in the month I wanted it to. Cool. That's not the end of the world. Just keep trying. Think of it more like a game. Think of it more lighthearted than a live or die situation. Because the reason why this is so important is you need to make achieving your goals fun. You can't make it this stressful situation where you are constantly waking up every morning thinking, how am I going to make these sales today? Like, oh my God, we're not on track to reach the revenue this month. This is going to be like a really bad month. Oh, that energy is not going to fly. That is not going to work. That's not how you achieve goals. You achieve goals by being in flow, by this concept of surrender and by having fun with it and living your best life, enjoying your life. This is something that I've been leaning into more than ever. It's this idea of making sure that I have playfulness in my life because previously I really did carry around and I'm still fighting against this belief that achieving success needs to be hard and you have to kill yourself in order to get something good or achieve success. I have found, though, that couldn't be further from the truth. Let's take the last few weeks alone since the end of December. I have absolutely been chilling. I have been relaxing more than ever. I have been focusing on regulating my nervous system more than ever. And I have been really trying to explain to my body and my subconscious brain and everything else that's going on up there that I'm completely safe and happy. And I actually have absolutely everything that I need already right at this moment in time. Anything else I get, that is just a bonus. And that's how I want you to think of reaching your goals. Even if you are currently in more of a fight, flight or freeze situation where, you know, you're like I was a few years ago where your business is actually going backwards. There are things that you can do to buy yourself time. Number one, focus on your financials. But then number two, I need you to rather than dig in and stressing and thinking you need to work 16 hour days, I need you to actually 
sit back and think of, okay, how can I actually feel really good right now about what I need to do so that when I do the thing, it's in the right energy and good things happen to me. That is what I've been focusing on. And we are about to have an absolutely huge January, which typically is a really quiet month for us. The more I have relaxed and the happier and the more playful I have been in my business and my life, the more is actually happening for us. The amount of collaborator opportunities, speaking opportunities, the amount of studio bookings, which is never something we've ever focused on, but the amount of bookings that have come through in the last couple of weeks has been more than the last six months of 2023, but I've actually been doing less. So go figure. Now that we have that clear, that I need you to be in a state of surrender in in a happy place, you need to be in a happy place. This is how we are then going to reverse engineer your goals. When you think of where you want to be at the end of this year, I want you to write that goal down. Now I want you to write down exactly how you feel when you're at that state. Because spoiler alert, every goal we have isn't actually to achieve the material goal. It is actually to feel the feelings that we think that material goal is going to give us. So for example, in order to manifest my dream house, when I understood that it wasn't actually the house that I wanted, but the feeling from being and living in that house, that's when it came to me within a couple of weeks. So I was very clear on the fact that I was craving serenity, ease, predictability, and emotional stability in my home because growing up in a German family, that wasn't always something that was available to me. And so in my own home, with my own family, that is priority number one. It's to have a real sense of ease and calm. And by looking at the ocean, who doesn't feel calm looking at the ocean? And so that is what I became very clear on the fact that what I wanted was ease and calm. And so what I tried to do, I tried to bring that ease and calm into my current home. I got one of those Samsung frame TVs, highly recommend, and I stuck it on my bedroom wall. And to fall asleep every night, literally within weeks of doing this, I actually got my house. In order to fall asleep every night, I would put this like moving image or like even YouTube video of like the ocean and the waves breaking on like a beach. And I would pretend that instead of looking at the TV, I was actually looking out the window. And because it was a frame TV, you could let that run all night. And so I did. And that's what I did. I listened to the ocean, which was actually a TV, probably five or six weeks later, I was listening to the actual ocean from my actual bedroom. I'm not saying that's all it takes, go buy a TV, but visualizing and feeling the feeling is going to get you to where you want to go so much faster. So let's just say you have a new e-commerce business and you want to get 10 orders a day. Let's think about what exactly is the feeling that's going to come out of you getting 10 orders a day. Perhaps it's validation. Perhaps it is a sense of independence that oh my God, I might be able to quit my job working for someone else because I'm getting this sense of independence. I can make money from myself. Or maybe it is this idea of, I wouldn't say security yet because 10 orders a day isn't necessarily going to give you that security. I really think it is more about this validation of proving to yourself, I can do this. I can have my own business and this independence. And so if we think about validation and independence being the feeling that you are trying to create for yourself, What are ways that you can start living out that feeling right now in your everyday life, even if you're getting zero sales a day? Maybe it's this idea that 
you are very reliant on your roommate or your partner to get you out the door in the morning. I know I am. But let's just say that's a habit that you have. You have this codependence thing happening and you really need a lot of help in order to move forward. Or maybe it is that in your current role, you are very dependent on your manager or on your colleagues that help you make decisions or help you plan your day or just help you get through your workday. What is a way that you can become more independent at work at your current role to allow you to feel those feelings of, I'm actually making things happen for myself here? Because that is the feeling that you are trying to create. So you need to start feeling that feeling now before the thing is actually here. And when you achieve that, you'll be surprised how quickly things happen for you. Now that we understand the feeling that we are trying to create, we need to get clear on what limiting beliefs or what stories we are telling ourselves. When I was first introduced to the idea of limiting beliefs or stories, I wasn't so convinced because I grew up in an area of Sydney on the northern beaches of Sydney where having money was definitely glamorized. It was a reasonably affluent area at the time. It's gone out of control now. But at the time, it was a good thing if you had money. It wasn't something that people, you know, frowned upon you for or, or thought or made you feel different for. People were actually aspiring to have money. And I grew up in a family where it was the same thing. Money was actually glamorized. We liked people that had money. It wasn't in a family where we looked at rich people and said, oh, they're greedy, they're terrible. I wouldn't say we worshipped people that had money, but we definitely looked at them favorably. So I really struggled when my coach suggested to me that I might have a fear of success or that making money may not be safe for me because I was like, hell no, if anything, money's a good thing in my life and in my world. And it wasn't until only recently and it literally a conversation I had with my mother over the weekend where I realized that it's not as black and white as that and nothing ever is because whilst in my upbringing, money was a good thing to have. There was a limit to that. And my mother even admitted this on the weekend where she grew up in Germany in a family that actually wasn't uber rich, but they did well for themselves. But more importantly, because of my grandfather's business connections, they were exposed to a world of people that were ultra rich, that did have a lot of money. And so my mother as a child would look at her parents' friends, and she hated the fact that she would have to be polite to these people that she really didn't like and she knew were actually not great people. She even had to curtsy to them. And she just hated this idea of the obscene wastefulness. And she also has a number of friends now that live over there. She kind of feels sorry for how stressed their lives are because they just have so much going on and so much to manage. And so for her, her goal was never to be obscenely rich and to make a ridiculous amount of money. They always wanted to be comfortable and that's what they managed to achieve. For me, on the other hand, where I have rather very ambitious goals and I want to be ultra rich one day, I need to therefore reprogram the limiting beliefs that I've inherited from her, which was this idea that if you are super rich, you are wasteful, you are not in touch with the real world and you are actually really unhappy because you're really stressed. So these were all limiting beliefs that were floating around in my brain only up until recently, and it's probably still something I'm always going to have to work on. But by overcoming those stories and telling myself new stories that you can be ultra wealthy and still be happy because you can. And then I need to go out and prove to myself, look at all of these people over here. There's a number of course creators that I look at that I really admire and 
I mean, from outward appearances, they seem pretty bloody happy and they're making a lot of money. And so I look to them and I prove to myself, no, there is actually a different way. You don't have to be stressed out of your brain. You don't have to be lonely. You don't have to be wasteful with the money that you have. You can actually do really great things when you have the resources to do it. I all dream of having a huge doggy rescue. And so they are the stories that I am now trying to reprogram into my subconscious mind so that I don't do the self-sabotaging things like, for example, putting off recording this podcast, which could have been so easy for me to do today because I was wrapped up in other stuff. But I promised myself I was going to record this episode today because I know what impact it has amongst my dream clients and my dream Birdcage Marketing School students. So many of you have come through from the podcast, told me you've listened to the podcast and that you're loving what we are all about and the movement that we are starting and you want to be a part of it. And you are my favorite people. So let's just recap where we're at. First, we need to get really clear on where you want to be. People don't do that. The next is understanding the feeling that you want to feel and not just the material thing. The third is that you need to understand what limiting beliefs you are telling yourself because then you need to work on reprogramming them and proving to yourself that, hey, that's not actually the case. I then want you to start to get more practical. Set a timeline. Obviously, we said at the end of the year, but are there things that you can do in one month, three months, six months, milestones along the way that you need to hit in order to make sure that you're achieving the goal that you want? And then if there are, then what actually are those? What are the actions that you need to take? The one-off actions and then the daily actions and the daily habits. Because what I want you to become is the person that has the thing that you are trying to achieve before you actually have it. It's the old fake it till you make it, but I don't think they really explain what that means. If you say fake it till you make it, it's like, well, I don't want to be a fake person. No, that's not what that is about. It is about saying, okay, I want to be the person that makes $10 million a year in my business. Okay. How does that bitch rock up to work every day? What does she wear? Is she wearing makeup? What kind of appointments does she keep? What does she do in her day? How many phone calls does she have every day? What does she do in the mornings? What does she do in the evening? How does she talk to other people? What does she look like? What does she sound like? What does she eat? What does she drink? Get that specific and then just start acting like that person. I have done that so many times in my journey. I've really, I had this visualization before we bought the studios here that I would rock up in my Blanco at the time when the different colored striped shirts was a thing. I'd rock up in my Blanco shirts with my sneakers And I'd roll up and I'd walk up the stairs. I still have that vision in my head of me doing that. And one day it happened after I bought this place and that happened. I rocked up as that person. But now I have a different vision of the type of person I want to be. And so the types of things I've been doing since I started back at work in 2024 is things like being very strict with who gets my time. No longer will work directly with clients because number one, my team actually will do a better job with our clients because that is what they are employed to do and that's what they specialize in. I also am really limiting how many discovery calls I take on because number one, our agency, we don't really need the work, but I do still want to invite new clients to come and join us because if they are a really great fit for us and it's something that we really want to work on, then we want to work with you. But I've limited it to a few hours a day, a couple times a week. So it's hard to get a spot right now in my calendar. I've also gotten strict with myself that I want to be able to take Wednesday afternoons off in order to do things that make me feel good and that matter to me. It's something I promised myself I'd do last year, but I didn't, but I'm going to do it this year. Okay. 
Hold me to it, guys. So now that we have all of this and we've got these lists of things that we need to do and we need to create, it is about making sure you actually review them regularly. And I'm talking daily. What I have been able to do is, number one, I've completely rewired my brain and it's something you are completely capable of. I've gone from being the type of person that instantly thinks a negative thought when something good or bad happens. I've rewired that to mainly see the positive in most things. And the other thing I've been able to do is whenever I'm hit with a certain situation, so let's just say someone's disclosed information to me, not professionally, but privately, let's just say someone said something to me and I could go off and gossip about it to someone else, which may have been a little harmless indulgent gossiping in the past, but I know that Millionaire Maddie doesn't do that. And so I don't do that. I keep my mouth shut and I show up as my higher self. But that is something that I ask myself constantly. If I'm like, if there is a choice for me to make, I just think to myself, what would Millionaire Maddie do? And then I do that thing. And you'll be amazed at how magnetic that makes you and how many good things then start flowing to you without you even realizing. It just, it feels like magic. If you want more of this, this is what the mindset training in Birdcage Marketing School is all about. And I'm going to continue to push you guys into doing this mindset training, even though you might say, Maddie, I come to you for digital marketing advice. My biggest thing is encouraging you to do the mindset work because no matter how much you know about marketing funnels or ad strategies or social media strategies, all of that stuff, no matter how much you know about that, if you are blocking yourself from taking action or if your energy that you're showing up with is dog shit and no one actually wants to watch you because you're too depressing to look at, then the marketing isn't going to work. It doesn't matter how much strategy or consumer behavior psychology you know. Do the mindset work. And that's what I want you to focus on in January and February of 2024. It is getting your mindset right. And then we can start to build on that by making sure the actions you take, you're taking them with the right intentions and in the right energy. That's it for our first episode of the Not So Kind Regards podcast for 2024. Remember, we have got our episode schedule roughly set for the rest of the season. But there are 11 more episodes where I want to share exactly what you want to know. So if there's something that you want me to dive into, make sure you reach out to us at Birdcage Marketing on Instagram. That is where we are most responsive to our DMs. Put any of requests in there and make sure you hang out with me on TikTok and my personal Instagram as well at Maddie Birdcage. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Not So Kind Regards podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would really appreciate if you left a review on whatever streaming platform you are using. It helps us to grow as a brand new podcast and to help many more business owners and content creators reach their goals, just like we hope this brought you one step closer to yours. Remember, connect with us on TikTok at Maddie Birdcage and at Birdcage Marketing and the same handles on Instagram again. And if you really want to learn how to work with us, make sure you head to our website and book a call. We would love to speak with you.